Hey everyone, welcome to the Wealth Through Real Estate with Empire Industries. This is your host, Steve Rosenberg. I am the owner and co-founder of Empire Property Management and Realty Services. And uh, the reason we have this show is we've learned that a lot of people love the idea of real estate. They really want to get involved in it. They want it as their retirement. Uh, let, let's face it, there's really not many options for retirement that we all have. You have 401k, you have stocks. You may have intellectual property if you're very, very smart, and you've got real estate. And so a lot of people want the real estate. They love the idea of real estate, but they don't really know how to get into the game of real estate. And I think the biggest challenge we all have, or a lot of people have, is they get into real estate thinking because they own a house and they live in a house, that is the same as owning a rental, which it probably is not even in the same hemisphere of thought process because Owning a piece of rental property as a business is completely different than you living in a house that you lived in. Even if you lived in it and then it became a rental, you now just inherited a business that you have to have profit, loss, income expenses, taxes, obligations, everything else that goes along with that. And so my goal of this show is to educate investors to realize that there is a lot of things that go on when you buy a property and you own a property because... Anybody could buy a property. Anybody can get lucky enough and have enough great offers out there, lowball offers, big offers, you know, twisted offers, sweat equity, all the different kind of offers that will get you a good deal. But just getting a good deal does not mean that you're going to have a great deal to give you the return for the next 20 years so that you can retire. And I think it's a big disconnect because I know when I first got involved in real estate, one of the challenges I had was... I was just looking at cash flow on properties and I bought a lot of wrong properties based on cash flow and I didn't look at the big picture as to why I was buying it, number one. And number two, once I owned the property, what was I going to do with it to make sure that it aligned with my goals? And goals is a word a lot of people know about. Goals is a lot of words and fancy things and you know visions and goals and dreams and everyone thinks about them, but nobody does them. And I was one of those people that when I first started buying real estate, I was buying it because it just seemed like a good deal. And I almost got into almost a, a buying frenzy, which almost ended up making me go bankrupt because I bought so many of these quote unquote good deals. Um, I started to bypass certain very, very important things like getting a property inspected, um, maybe checking to see what the long-term appreciation value is. And so we needed a management company, and unfortunately, we couldn't find one that was investor-based uh, mindset. So we did the next best thing, and we created our own company. And we like to help investors make smart decisions because there's a lot of companies out there. There's people out there that will take your money just to take your money because they feel that because you have the money to buy real estate that you should be taken advantage of. And I, I don't agree with that, and I was one of the people that got taken advantage of. So I try to make it a priority to make sure that when I am involved in a deal and I'm helping a client, that I really take the time to see what is the goal of owning that property, what is the reason they're buying it, and more importantly, does it align with their plan and does it align with their goals? Because buying them to buying them is no, not a key to success. It's probably a guaranteed route to failure. And so what I try to do is we try to make sure that we are very relationship-based with our clients. I want to make sure that when you are looking to buy a property, first question I'll ask is, does it align with your goals? 
if you don't know the answer to that or the answer is no, then I would say maybe this is not the deal for you. It may be a good deal. It just may not be a good deal for you because if you don't know where you're going and you don't know the end result, how do you expect to get there? And so part of owning property, part of being involved in real estate is understanding that it is a team concept. Thinking that you should be a solo investor, even if you manage your property on your own, it doesn't matter who manages it. I think people have a misinterpretation of the word management. And management is just really having systems and procedures in place that are followed on a systematic basis. And when you manage your property on your own or use a management company to manage your properties, you're basically implementing an operating system to run that business on a consistent basis. And it could be very simply what days you collect the rent. It could be what happens when a maintenance issue is uh, started. For example, a tenant has a maintenance issue. You should have a series of systems in place that either trigger uh, you to call an air conditioning person or, or an electrical person, or is it not a owner responsibility? And the biggest challenge is, is nobody thinks about these things before they buy the property. They buy the property, they look at the deal, they spend more time worried about whether or not it is or is not a good deal than what are they going to do once they get the deal and how are they going to get the return out of it for the next 20 years. And again, I say that because I was one of those people. I was so focused on the interest rate and what the insurance quotes were and all those other things. I never actually thought, how am I going to get this money, this 30, 40, 50% quote unquote returns, which never happened, but on paper, they were great returns, which is why I bought the properties. But you got to actually have a way to extract that revenue out of it to give you that return and make it realized. And a lot of people don't do that. And they maybe think that because they lived in the property, you know, just jiggle the handle, maybe tweak the light a little bit, and that should be okay. And that's actually not the way you do it. If you're running a business, a real estate investment is an inanimate object. It is really just to give you a return, just like a stock would be. And a lot of people, when I ask them, when you own a bad property and you make the decision as to whether or not you are going to keep the property or not, everyone feels that you are just so embedded with this property, you just have to ride it out. And again, I was one of those people that had about 35 of these bad mistakes, and I just felt I got to ride this out, and eventually I will come out the, the right side of it. And unfortunately, my hole just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And someone finally came to me and said, if this was a piece of stock, what would you do? And it was just going down. The price was going down, down, down. And my answer was, is, well, I would just sell the stock. And he said, why is this any different? This is just a piece of some of intellectual property. It's a, it's a real estate. It's a tax. It is a vehicle to get you a return. That's all this is. And if you can look at it that way and cut your emotions from it, and yes, maybe you'll lose some money on some deals. Maybe you'll make some money. Maybe you'll break even. But at the end of the day, you're going to be a lot happier because you made a business decision. Why pour good money after bad when it's never going to be right? And I would always think, well, maybe when this new tenant comes in or once I fix this maintenance issue, and it just seemed like a constant wave. And what I realized was it wasn't that I had bad deals. They were just bad deals for me. And that's the one thing I would caution you when you're looking at deals to understand that make sure that they align with your goals and make sure that when you're looking at them, if you have indications that they are a bad deal, you can very simply get out of that deal and sell it. And I remember there was a couple of deals, my business partner, Pete, and myself, when we actually came to closing with money 
And what was the most interesting part is we were actually the happiest people at the closing table because it was no longer our problem. Now, the person that was buying the property, he was happy because he was getting a great deal. And he ended up taking that property and making it a successful business because he, he had a different business model than we did. So there's no right or wrong way to have real estate and to have that business model. But again, a bad deal for us was a great deal for someone else. We were happy because we were done with the mental stress and the headache. They were happy because they got a great deal. And I think that's the one, the one lesson I learned in owning bad real estate and getting into bad deals is if anyone's ever been into a bad real estate deal or maybe any kind of bad transaction, the one thing people never factor in is the emotional stress that it puts on you. And I, I, I talk about this story a lot to people when I speak and I tell them that whenever you've had those sleepless nights of having all these mortgages and not knowing whether or not you're going to be able to make the mortgage, and you, the whole reason you're doing this as it is an investment, and that just goes out the window, and now you're just in survival mode. And if you've ever had that feeling, you'll know that you are responsible for putting yourself in that position. No one else is. And you caused this to happen by having a lack of planning and a lack of business structure and a lack of systems. And that was the only thing I could tell myself was this was all my fault and I've got to figure a way to get it out. So with that being said, I have learned that there's a lot of things you have to do to pre kind of a precursor when you're buying real estate. One of the precursors that I failed to do many, many times is when I would look at a deal and I would walk in to buy a property, we would walk around the property and we were pretty uh, proud of ourselves that within a couple minutes, we could decide if this was a deal we were going to take or not take based on numbers, based on the area. And we figured, you know what, we can fix anything. And the one thing we chose not to do was to get an inspection on the properties because we thought, you know what, we're investors. We owned apartment complexes before we owned houses. And we realized that, you know what, we don't need this. We're, we're pretty smart. And uh, that was probably one of the biggest initial mistakes that we made, I would say. So we have our good friends uh, with Redfish Inspections here today. We have Cheyenne. Cheyenne, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. So tell everyone a little bit about your company, what you do. And, and you, you heard my story of yes. what I did. And I'm <laughs> sure you probably have many others like that. But let's talk a little bit about what you do and, and how you help people. Well, definitely. So we are a home and commercial inspection company uh, based out of the Clear Lake area, but travel all over Houston. Uh, we just kind of pride ourselves on always uh, adapting, bringing in more tools and services and things just to help our uh, buyers and our agents get the most thorough home inspection they can get. Cool. And now I know a lot of investors always look at, or sellers, I should say, always say, oh, that's a deal killer. You know, inspections are deal killers. What? And I look at that differently. I look at it as, as you know, there, there, maybe there are some people that, that are deal killers, but I don't think an inspector is going into the thing saying, hey, I'm going to see how I can screw this deal up. I, no. I, I think they're doing it. Well, number one, they've got they probably have a uh, a responsibility by the state of Texas to give you an unbiased opinion. I'm right. guessing, um, but but w can you shed some light on that on that perception? Yeah, there's a lot of funny memes when it comes to uh, home inspections. I li like to post them pretty often. But if you're a seller, you know you do have concerns with your home, but you don't always have to have that inspection uh, come up on you surprisingly. You know, right. we start talking to sellers couple of years before they're ready to sell and say, hey, you know, you can go ahead and have an inspection done and see the things that you want to fix. And that puts you in a better negotiating spot when you get ready to sell. You know, instead of having to negotiate twenty or thirty thousand yeah. dollars off an asking price, you can fix something and spend five hundred dollars. You yeah. know? It's amazing. It's amazing. So we're gonna take a commercial break. If somebody wants to talk to you about getting an inspection, how do they do that? They can give us a call, seven one three five six eight eight one eight four. It's the office number and we can answer any questions there. That's great. If you want to get a hold of us at Empire 
Empire. It's empireindustriesllc.com. You can like us on Facebook. You guys are on Facebook, too. We are. You can like them on Facebook. Go to our uh, Facebook pages. You can see all the stuff that we do. We offer free specials on there all the time. We do have a love us or leave us offer. If you are not completely satisfied with our services, we will let you out of your agreement with us because we are that sure that you're going to be happy. So when we come back after the break, we're going to talk a little more uh, with Cheyenne and Redfish Inspections. If you want to give us a call, it's 888-866-6727, and we'll be back after the break. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Wealth Through Real Estate with Empire Industries. This is your host, Steve Rosenberg, owner and co-founder of Empire Property Management. Currently manage about 850 to 900 rental properties. We are in Houston. We are in Dallas. We are in Fort Worth and soon to launch a few more cities in the greater Texas area. So uh, before the break, we were talking with Cheyenne from Redfish Inspections, and we we're talking a little bit about the perception of an inspector. Um, so when does somebody, and, and I like the idea that you, you talked about where before you're going to sell the house, you should probably get an inspection. How many people actually do that? Because that's a great concept. Not nearly enough. <laughs> yeah, because, you it's know. It's about 2% for us. Well, you so. know, what happens is, is you're going to sell your house. You know an inspection is probably going to happen. The inspection comes, and basically what it is, it just means how much you're going to have to take off on your house, or is it going to kill the deal? Right. And it's one of those cross your fingers and hope that something doesn't happen, as opposed to being proactive, getting an inspection done first, showing the buyer, hey, I just got an inspection done, and obviously they can get their own, but at least you're being diligent on your side to say, hey, look, here's what we found, here's what we have, and you have a time to take care of it as opposed to in the heat of battle, speed, they want to close, you want to get it done with, now you're just basically cutting zeros off yep. the end of the sale price of your property, exactly right? Exactly, right. How, so when when you do that and you get the inspection, are these mostly um, – retail sellers or are they investors who normally gets that done it's generally a retail seller you know we have more investors that we're trying to work with just because it's going to put you in a better position to know the quality of the house that you're buying into sure. but it's mainly the sellers you okay know. so let me ask you this obviously we went through the we went through hurricane harvey we talked about this a little bit before if if i was looking to buy a house and maybe i was an investor or i was you know retail buyer really it doesn't matter because there were so many flooded what are some things that are popping up that you're seeing that maybe people need to be aware of uh, when they're looking to buy a house? Well, you know, we've actually had to fire a few investors. You know, there's a lot of guys that came into the Houston market just because they could get properties for really cheap. People were trying to get out from under them. And uh, we, they're, they're skirting around to ask us how they can bypass certain issues that would come up on an inspection. You know, so how they can paint a certain way or how they can... Really? Right, and not really treat the, the core of the problem, which is getting rid of... The, uh, getting rid of the mold the correct way. So let me ask you this, then that leads me to another question. Do you feel that there will be a second wave of issues on some of these properties? So oh, like, yeah. I mean, obviously the big word is probably mold, right? You, right. you have, a, you have you know, six feet of water run through your house. There's probably going to be a mold issue if you don't do it correctly. So then they take it, they cover it up, they mask it, let's just say, and all of a sudden now that Band-Aid falls off and that's what do you think, a couple months, maybe a year? What are you thinking when that rears its ugly head again? Probably anywhere from six months to a year. You'll start to see it come out from the other side of the walls and things like that. Um, and the other deal we're seeing a lot, too, already is just roofs. You know, people are hiring these roof companies to come in and fix it, and they may fix it enough to the, where the eyes can see it from the ground, but when we get up on a roof and walk a roof, you can see there's whole portions of it that weren't replaced, you know, but they were charged for a whole brand new roof. Really? So it's been a really interesting thing. You know, the next five years, 
as people start to kind of move out and move in uh, post Harvey are going to be really interesting. Yeah. And, and I've bought a couple of rental properties uh, post flood. And I mean, I've, you know, the ones I've gotten have been completely stripped to the, to the studs basically mm-hmm. and, and redone. And, um, but you know, what, what I've learned is that everyone's, everyone's a roofing expert after, after right. a damage, everyone's, everyone's a plumber, every, you know, everyone does drywall and it's, it's very interesting. You just see them slapping it on the side of their car of, of their sticker of what they do. And next thing you know, they're the expert. Right. How, how are realtors dealing with, with kind of everything that's going on? Cause you, you work with a lot of realtors. We do. We work with a lot. And w- w- how are they, uh, dealing with kind of the post Harvey life? a lot of it's they're having to talk their uh, their potential buyers off the ledge you know it's a scary thing when you hear hurricane and you hear flood mold and all of that so they're having to be a little bit more diligent about the properties that they're showing and know a little bit more about the history of it or you know if you are going into a property with known Im- uh, issues what you're going to do uh, have a plan in place to fix it so if somebody gets in and, and, and i don't know if you know the answer to this but let's say somebody gets an inspection let's say i'm a buyer and i'm buying a house i get an inspection and there's an issue with the property what how, what what are the remedy? How do you remedy that? Because it doesn't mean that the deal's dead. No, it doesn't. So what are the steps that you recommend to say, hey, look, this is how we can fix this? Well, generally with our inspection reports, we you know they're very clear, and we put a summary page on the back that it's going to go through the. Uh, the, if it's costly or if it's hazardous. So, okay. you know, our inspectors are all trained into a very um, kind of sensitive talking speech. Uh, so we don't ever want to kill a deal. You know, sometimes you see a 60-page report and you start freaking out. So our guys will walk them through that report and say, hey, you know what, this is a $10 fix or this isn't an issue now, but it's something that you need to have in the back of your mind for five years down the road. You know, you need to fix that roof or whatever it may be. Now, do you guys ever do videos? or? Oh, we do a ton of videos. Do you? Yeah, yeah. If you follow us our Facebook page, we're constantly putting videos up uh, just things that they find on inspections things to look for that's great I remember um, we had some a lot of investors from the West Coast at one point and what we would do is we wouldn't do it it wasn't anything like what you do in the inspection but we would give an an investors uh, kind of perspective on the deal and we would walk the property we would do a video and just give our perspective of you know I'm not, I'm not talking about joists or circuit breakers we're saying look this is what the carpet looks good Paint looks good. Probably need to repaint this room. Um, need some mulch. Need some landscaping. And it was like a three or five minute video for these investors that were out of state and out of country. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing the receptiveness that we got from them. Just putting a video as opposed to a picture. They don't know. You know, they're looking at a picture. It's one dimensional. At least right. a video you can kind of swoop around. Or sometimes we'd even do a FaceTime with them. Mm-hmm. Walk the property and FaceTime it with them so they could see it. They could ask questions right there. And, you know, we're not giving them our opinion we're just telling them look this is just what we think to get it on the on the rental side obviously to get it rented yeah and uh that that seemed to give a lot of value so we we obviously we do a lot of videos as well um videos are definitely king as far as content goes you know i I think but it also gives the the potential client a um an in-depth version of what they're looking at as opposed to like a just a picture right because a picture doesn't describe that well, and it's funny the way that Texas has, because some states you don't even have to be licensed to be an inspector, which I think is crazy. So at yeah, least in Texas, you do. Um, but the format for an inspection in Texas is seven pages long with no photos. So when that's you, what's legal to get by. That, a yeah, that's plate. what you have to get by. You know, it's a visual inspection. So if you walk into a room, what you see with your eyes, that's it. 
Um, but we just we want to do a little bit farther. So our inspection reports range anywhere from 40 to 70 pages, just kind of depending. Really? It's full of pictures and uh, full of just different tools that we use. Now, I'm a picture cameras. guy, so I like the picture yeah. idea. But <laughs> what, what are some things that are covered in that? That's, that's a lot of it's pages. It's a lot. It's a lot of pages. So we use thermal cameras. Uh, we are a level one thermographer. Um, so we spend a lot of money and a lot of time investing in these cameras. Can you, can you explain to people like me and other people <laughs> listening, what, what what is that? Okay, so the thermal camera, it's a camera that can see behind the wall. It sees temperature variations. Uh, so a lot of things that we use it for, picking up moisture, um, air infiltration. You can see bad wiring, rodent infiltration, stuff like that. You can that. see bad wiring? You can see bad wiring. We actually have a great picture on our Facebook page. It's a teenage girl's room. So if you're the typical inspector and you walk in, you know, you see a messy room and that's really all you need to report but with our thermal camera you can see where her cell phone is plugged into the wall and there's a drywall screw that's going through and touching the plate on the other side of the wall and so there's this hot wiring that's happening behind the wall that's a fire hazard wow yeah it's pretty cool that well so. not so cool for her but <laughs> yeah cool it's, it's, her, but it's, it's a cool picture yeah um okay so what what are some other things so we got the thermal energy imaging yep. what what other things do they have we use a zip level foundation tool so that is a tool break that's it gonna, down again yeah it's another one <laughs> it's a pretty cool tool you normally see these with uh, foundation guys okay so it is a tool that has a, a line of water in it and it can measure the difference in the height of a foundation that's uh, the width of a piece of pa- uh, piece of paper So we lay it down, we measure all through the house, and so it creates a baseline for future movement. So in our area, there's no perfect foundation. You know, we're on clay and we're on sand, so it's not great. But you have kind of a an acceptable range of how your foundation is. So say that there's another storm that comes through and people, their windows aren't closing right, their doors aren't closing right. They can go back to that report and pull those numbers and come back out and remeasure it and they can see if there's a difference. So you kind of get a baseline. You get a baseline. Interesting. Yeah. And okay, that's two. What that's else you two. got? That's that's <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. What, but what other things do you have in there? Uh, we use a sewer scope, so that goes to that. Man, you guys got video. all the cool gadgets. Yeah, I gotta go check fun. out your warehouse. Man, it's awesome. Uh, sewer scope is just we go from the clean out from the main into the house. Uh, we can look for root intrusion if there's cracked pipes, things like that. So, you know, if you're having flow issues or potential for flow issues with your septic system, and that's great. So, if, if I'm a first time user. And I'm, you know, what, what should I expect to get back from you? I mean, I, I get it's a 70 page report, but right. I've never bought a property before. I get this report. It's 70 pages. I'm going, holy crap. This is a lot of information. Yeah. First thing you're going to think is this is bad, no. right? I mean, that, that's what people think, right? Because a lot of documents equals bad. If it's a one pager, you may go, ah, not yeah. that bad. So what, what should I expect when I get something back from you guys? Well, changing the mindset. So when you come in and you do an inspection with us, you're not waiting two or three days to get an inspection report back. We invite you to the end of the inspection and we go over it with you. So anything, like I said, that's costly or hazardous, our guys will let them know um, so that they can have, you know, whatever done that they need to do with it. Um, But it's just a very calm, really understanding, you know, Carfax reports, you see that pop up, you wouldn't buy a car and not have a Carfax report. Same thing. You just want to know your property and be able to make an educated decision on it. Right. So it kind of takes out the middleman. It it helps your realtor not be the person because they are not the professional when it comes to knowing about a roof or a septic system or having the team it's all all part of having the team so um so you guys uh if someone's a first time you guys have a special for them is that right i do i have a 25 dollars off coupon if you've never used us before you can give us a call and book an inspection and just mention the 25 dollars off from the radio show nice and if they want to get a hold of you how do they do that they uh call us at 713-568-8184 or follow us on facebook redfish inspections and if you want to get a hold of us at empire it's www.empireindustriesllc.com if you go to our uh, website we have uh, probably close to two to 300 videos. And uh, the whole reason for doing those videos is 
we want to help educate investors on all the different things that are going on. And some of these things are timeless, meaning, you know, how do I know my house is not being used as a meth lab? That's <laughs> yeah. kind of a timeless video. But there's other things that are that are economy based. What is the current economy like in 2017? Because there's so many people coming to Houston, coming to Dallas, coming to Fort Worth to buy investment properties. They like the idea of owning it, but they don't understand the concept of it. And they a lot of them, like I said, a lot of them, they want that guidance. They want they want the ready team. They want to talk to Empire and say, hey, I want to buy a house. How do I do that? And do you have an inspection company? Mm-hmm. Do you have an appraiser? Do you have a mortgage? And, and we have all those because we've used them in the past. They're normally good vendors. They're good partners of ours. And, and it makes sense. Like with you guys, we do things with you because you guys have a great reputation. You guys are well-known. You guys have some of the coolest gadgets I've heard Thank so you. far. So that's kind of cool. Um, but, but again, that's just you guys invest in your company, which yes. is huge because – I think a lot of companies out there, they're just transaction. They, they ring in the cash register. They don't really bring any value back to the client. They know the odds of seeing that client again are probably slim to none, especially if they screwed them over. It's right. really slim to none. And so the reason for a lot of these videos that we do is we really just want to take our time. We want to educate our investors. We want to make sure that they understand that they are getting into a business because, you know, one out of three landlords is in a lawsuit every year. And one of the reasons they're in a lawsuit is, is they don't treat it like a business. And so when they don't treat it like a business, that's when they get in trouble. Yeah. And I tell them, I say, you know, there are more people watching that tenant and protecting that tenant than you can imagine. You have Texas Property Code. You have Texas Real Estate Commission. You have Fair Housing. You have the IRS. It just goes on. There's a lot of acronyms in there yep. that go on and on and on. And the one person who does not realize that they're being watched and monitored is the investor. Yeah. So I explained to them, listen, you need to make sure you need to think about that. And we do offer a free one-on-one wealth building strategy session with investors to sit down and talk to them and see how we can best help them. Because whether you self-manage or property manage, you need to know. So we'll be back after the break. We're going to have geo contractors on. Cool. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Wealth Through Real Estate with Empire Industries. This is your host, Steve Rosenberg, uh, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and Realty Services located in the Houston, Dallas, and Fort Worth area. So before the break, we were talking with Cheyenne with Redfish Inspections, just kind of some of the things that owners uh, should do that don't do, then they really need to think about it, uh, what buyers uh, do and what they should expect when they get an inspection, and uh, realtors as well. So now we're going to switch a little bit. We've got our good friends from Geo Contractors. We have Daphne. Daphne, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Uh, Hey, how are you doing today? I'm good. Great. So tell everyone a little bit just about Geo Contractors. We, we've known you guys, she's maybe four or five years now we've done business with you guys and great partner of ours. Yeah. You guys do amazing work, um, which is very rare for your industry to have someone that you can stick with for that long. So we definitely cherish yeah. our relationship with you guys. So tell everyone just kind of what you guys do and, and who you are. So, yes, so my name is Daphne. I'm with Geocontractors, and we specialize in AC um, and heating. Um, We do um, offer plumbing and electrical as well. We are 24-hour service. Um, We work a lot with, you know, property management and residential as well. We do some commercial. Um, We do have, you know, um, we try to, you know, make sure that we have the lowest – the lowest, you know, um, with our competitors, the pricing and stuff – 
So <laughs> what, what, uh, what are some of the things uh, – summer's coming, right? So obviously things are starting to heat up. I think we just got into the 90s this week, so this is kind of, I guess, starts being your busy season, we could say. Um, Yes, we recommend, you know, some of the things we recommend is that um, um, they, you know, stay up to date on their tune-ups, you know, changing out the filters, making sure that, you know, everything is just up to date, um, you know, uh, so that that way, um, just a preventative maintenance um, on each unit. So when, when you say tune-up, and, and uh, we know what that means because we're kind of in the industry and we live with it. And, you know, and, and again, you know, we get people that have properties that, that are from out of country. And so they don't maybe have it, even air conditioning units. And, and, or do they know it gets to like 5,000 degrees in Houston some days? Miserable. Yeah, so they don't realize that. So wh- what do you guys, when you say tune-up, what, what do you mean by that? So basically what we do is we go on ahead and we clean the outside unit, which is the condensing unit. We clean the coils. Um, we uh, we change out all the filters. We um, clean out the drain lines, you know, to make sure that you know nothing's going to be clogged up or anything of that sort. Um, anything that has to do with the AC, you know, we we um, we maintenance it. Um, right now, we do um, we are offering, you know, for um, tune-ups, um, one hundred and twenty dollars um, to go on in and have that performed um, for each unit. Yeah, and you know, I, I can say that that preventive tune-up is very, very important because if you Absolutely. live well, if you live in the house, or let's say, for example, you uh, are a tenant and you're in a house, it seems invariably that these things seem to love to go out on the Friday night or Saturday uh, when no one's around, and it just makes life a lot more uncomfortable. And it doesn't go out like in ones or twos; it goes out like in the thousands of people. Oh, yeah. They seem to go out. Yeah. Uh, we just went through that last week with ours. You know, knock on wood, we've been in our house for about 14 years, and we have not kept up with the tune-ups and such. It's not something that you think it, about, you, right? We really don't. You know, we had at one time a couple of years ago, it, it stopped working. It was because our dog decided to try to eat a part of it. How'd that go over? Oh, it's not good. <laughs> you know, that was a $1,500 <laughs> fix. But our fix for it, for what we knew back then, was to put a chicken wire around it, right. which the problem now is you have everything that's grown through the chicken wire that's yeah. attached itself to the air a conditioner. Nice wall of uh, yeah. stuff, yeah. So we spent all last week with our air conditioner out, and it was it was miserable. I mean, well, and that's what happens is you know what people don't realize too is that when you when we live in a house as a personal residence, if the AC goes out. You pretty much have to deal with whenever someone like Gio or someone can get out there because you're at the mercy of their schedule and all that. Mm-hmm. The challenge, though, is when you own a rental property, you have what's called Texas Property Code. Texas Property Code says you have a certain amount of days that you have to have that repaired or put them up in a hotel. Ooh. So okay. a, lot, a lot of investors don't know that. They don't realize that. And especially when we get them as a client and we say, listen, we've got to get this done. And, and that's where someone like Geo comes in that's fantastic because they understand that we're up against the wall on some of these things and we have to get this thing done. And, you know, yes, it, it, yeah, and, and Daphne, I mean, you, you, you guys have been with us long enough to know that, you know, it always seems to go out in the summer. You know, it's always the same time of year that these things, catastrophes happen, things blow, a free on, I mean, you name it. Um, what, what are some other things that people can do to help be a little more preventive? 
So we can't stress enough how, you know, how uh, important it is to change out the, the filters. The filters is one of the main, you know, important things because the filter can cause, you know, it can cause the whole unit just to, you know, shut down with it not, you know, because once it freezes, um, then it starts to, you know, create all these other issues with, the, you know, the fans and the compressors and stuff. So, you know, um, that's one of the big things is to, you know, just make sure that um, your um, the filters have changed between, you know, three to six months, um, you know, or just depending on how, you know, heavily the unit is used and, um, and, that, you know, just to keep up with that, that um, tune-up, the, the preventative maintenance, you know, it's not once a year, at least twice a year, you know, just to, just to keep your unit um, good and up-to-date and, you know, without any issues or problems. And is that, a, um, is that something that you do yearly? Like, how often do you do that? The, with the filters? Yeah. With the filters, oh. I would say every... Every, like, three to six months. Yeah, three to six months. I'm sorry, the fan. When you're doing the fan, I meant. I'm sorry. With the fan um, the fan motor? Yeah, as far as checking it and, and doing that. Is there is there a certain amount of times that you should be doing that to the fan? I mean, there's so no, many. Well, that, there, no, I was just going to say, there's so many moving parts. It's hard to... It's hard to know when you should and shouldn't, and, and like if people can just put it on their calendars with all these new gadgets and gizmos on your phones and stuff to just say, remind me on month nine to to do this. Uh, obviously, that helps. Do you guys do you guys have any kind of maintenance preventive maintenance program that you put people on? So yes, yeah, so actually we've gone ahead and we um, after we do a tune up, we've gone ahead and we follow back up and you know just to let them know that you know it has been. Um, so long and you know um depending on um when it was done you know that they're due for another tune-up you know because we like to make sure that you know we keep them up to date on it as well and remind them because we know people tend to get you know um busy and stuff and you know this kind of put it on the back burner but you know that's what we don't want just um because you know we don't want those other issues to to start reoccurring yeah, and, and so, uh, <laughs> I, I can tell you, being a, being an owner of, of rental properties as well as the management company, this is kind of one of those things that I think a lot of owners that they, you know, they, they don't think about and they don't want to invest the money in. But what happens is, is when it's too late, it, it starts affecting other other challenges where, you know, now you've got an upset tenant. Now you have a relationship issue with the tenant. Now that, you know, now possibly have to yeah. worry about Texas property code. And it's just, it's again, it goes back to being stressful and being overstressed. And when you're overstressed yeah. and you're not thinking about those things, you're maybe you're not thinking correctly. And Cheyenne was showing me that you guys have, a, or they have a Redfish inspection owner's handbook. Do you guys talk about that at all as far as air conditioning? We do. So this guide is a daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly maintenance guide. Oh, so wow. it covers all the systems, major systems in the house. So, you know, when, before we got into the inspection industry and we bought our home, uh, it was 10 years before I realized there's another filter up in the attic that I'm supposed to be looking at. And you so, wouldn't know unless wouldn't you were know. out there looking around, yeah. right? But this book, you know, you guys have worked hard on trying to get these uh, houses and these investment properties bought. So let's make sure that your tenants know how to maintain it for you. Yeah. And that's what's so important is that when you do that, that you realize that, you know, again, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, there's a lot of things that you need to think about when you have that rental property. And I'm glad that you guys are here and you're able to do that. Now, uh, Daphne, if somebody wants to give you a call, how do they do that? Yes, we can either be reached by um, our, our telephone number here, 713-729-2665, or um, we have our email address. It's geo at geocontractors with an S 
LLC.com. And um, they can also visit our webpage at geocontractors.com, LLC.com. And you guys are on Facebook too, is that correct? We are on Facebook, um, yes, yeah. under Geocontractors. And again, we, we give them our full endorsement. Great, great company. Geo, we've known Geo a long time. It just does an awesome job. Um, again, to have an air conditioning guy in your back pocket can be gold, especially here in Houston. So if you are looking for someone to do air conditioning, uh, HVAC work, you, you got to give them a call or just keep their number because if you don't need them, you will. And when you do need them, you don't want to be scrambling for who's reputable and who you can trust. So they are definitely a, a great partner of ours, and, and we love doing business with them. Um, Cheyenne, if they want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Uh, they can call us 713-568-8184. That's the direct line to go into a schedule inspections, get quotes. If you are an agent and you've got questions for me, you can call me directly 832-444-5554. And we will be back after the break. If you want to get in touch with Empire, you can go to www.empireindustriesllc.com. We have a lot of education. We have seven eBooks that you can download. Whether you're a realtor, whether you're a tenant, or whether you're an aspiring investor, we cover all topics in all areas. So feel free to go to the website. Also, if you want to look at some video blogs, you can download some free video blogs that will give you information on how you can become a more successful investor. And also, if you'd like to talk to Peter or myself about a strategy session, we're more than willing to sit down and really take, take that time to figure out what your goals are, what your strategy is. And if you don't have one, we can help you create one. So again, one of the things that we've learned as investors is that if you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. And our plan is to help you succeed. And we do that by taking the time. So we will be back after the break. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Wealth Through Real Estate. This is your host, Steve Rosenberg with Empire Industries Property Management and Realty Services. Located in the Houston, Dallas, and Fort Worth area. And our goal is working with clients that really understand the relationship of what goes on in owning a rental property. Because as you're seeing from our last two guests, there's a lot of things that happen when you own a rental property. And if you don't get it and you don't understand, sometimes you kind of get caught off guard. And a lot of that is setting up the proper expectations when you're buying the property. And at Empire, we have team members that will sit down and talk with you and make sure that we are all on the same page when it comes to buying a property. And today we have our very special guest, Megan. Megan, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. <clears throat> so you just uh, had a, a milestone in your life, right? <laughs> yes, my, my two kindergarten boys just graduated. Congratulations. So That's good. Thank That's you. good. It's part of summer, right? That's what happens. That's right. That's, yeah, we're looking forward to summer. That's good. So let's let's talk a little bit about summer. Summertime is obviously a busy time in the in the real estate industry. You got a mm -hmm. lot of people moving in, moving out, buying investment properties. Tell everyone just kind of what you do and, and how you help our okay. investor clients. Sure. So yeah, summer is is the busy season, the busy time of a lot of tenants um, looking for properties to rent. Um, what I do is I speak with uh, homeowners that are turning their homes into investment properties, uh, as well as in investors either just starting out or the seasoned investors, and just talk with them about um, our company, also about the process of having an investment property and, and a successful one at that. Um, kind of the, as you mentioned, the expectations 
um, so they don't have surprises and they can plan financially and just time-wise and, and just become knowledgeable about what, what decisions they may have to make or things that they, they should still be knowledgeable, knowledgeable about um, having property management in place, uh, answer all their questions, give them tons and tons of information, and then uh, get them set up to move forward of having a successful investment property. And, and that's a good point because a lot of people assume that we only manage properties for just the investor that has, you know, 30, 40 properties and they're just, mm-hmm. you know, running around all day long. And, and that's actually not the case. Our average investor owns one to two properties and mm-hmm. they're, they're people that have careers. And, and quite a bit of investors as well are people that could not sell their house. Maybe they're expatriates moving out of the country for a year or two years. They really... They really don't want to be an investor, but they don't want their house to sit empty so they can create some revenue. So you kind of have to sit down and, and clarify some expectations with the different types of people because a lot of investors have never even owned an investment property. And, you know, they, they, they get into this with one misconception of, of how they feel it should go, which is not always mm-hmm. aligning with a, a proper business model. And how, how do you explain that? How do you differentiate the two between the investor and we'll call it the reluctant landlord. How, how do you differentiate those two types of clientele? So reluctant landlords, um, they, they take a little more time understanding lease amounts and how, how that's determined and how much they can get for their house. Um, generally, and I don't know exactly why, maybe that's partly because it's emotional because it's their home and they love their home. Just like when you're selling it and you think that you should get, you know, top dollar, but the market is indicating something different. Um, so that's kind of a difference. Investors that are seasoned, they understand that what, what the data on the MLS and, and out there, uh, what similar properties are getting, that's where you set your, that's where you set your pricing. Um, so that, that is definitely a different, um, a different, uh, approach to the two types of, of people with investment properties. Um, and then the upfront costs that go into making your house, you know, up to code and, and some of the things you have to do like rekeying properties, um, when in between tenants, when new tenants are found and things like that, homeowners don't, um, they don't know anything, right? This is their first, their first time out of the gate. So, a lot of that stuff takes a little more expl- explanation and you have to kind of justify and get their head around, you know, you don't just have a home and then get people in there and they live there and that's it. Yeah, um, that, that, so. yeah that, that is so important because, you know, as I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm looking at the Redfish Inspection Handbook and I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, how, how smart would that be if we were able to get investors when they're going to rent out their property to maybe get some kind of inspection done before it's rented out so that these little... Um, we'll call them Easter eggs, don't pop up while the tenant's moving in. Do you, do you, mm-hmm. Cheyenne, do you have people that do that, that maybe get it inspected before some kind of, do you, do you guys do a cursory, like a lighter inspection? It's a all pretty in-depth inspection. So you either have the seller's one to prepare for selling the home or the, the inspection going in and then they can add the extra services to it if they want to. Yeah. So. I, you know, I'm just thinking if I was an investor and someone said, hey, you should probably look at some cursory things before a tenant moves in, get it inspected and do that, that may be something good. I mean, at the end of the oh, day, yeah. it, it could it could cost the owner money, but it's going to cost them less money now than when a tenant moves in. Oh, definitely. And then, you know, they didn't realize that they had a cracked plumbing pipe mm-hmm. or that there's mm-hmm. a uh, a wire going through the, the hot lead in the, in the wall, you right. know, with the screw back there. So there's things that you would not know until it yeah. became a problem. And by doing That's, that, mm-hmm. what were we going to say, Megan? I was going to say that that just it's it's bringing to mind a situation that just happened. So I have an out of town investor 
Um, he lives in California and he just bought two properties. Um, and I, he asked me cause he's going to have, have us manage them. So he asked me to go to the closing, do the closing walkthrough and obtain the keys. Um, one of the properties, you know, I can tell looks great. It's good to go. It's a newer property. Um, the other one he purchased and I went there over the weekend and there was uh, a horse in the backyard. Not really. It's a neighborhood. Like a real Not horse? Not really sure. Like a real horse. Wow. Yes. Like a living horse. And it was tied in the backyard. My kids loved it. We pet it for like 30 minutes. But, um, you know, there's that. And then, you know, going through the property, it's an older property and it's going to need some things. So right there. And he's out of state. Like he's never seen this property. He just looked at the numbers and purchased it. No inspection. Um, so right there. Yeah, it would be great because I'm, I'm sure there are things that me just walking through, I'm not going to see. Well, yeah, because you're not flipping switches and living in the property and, mm -hmm. and, and seeing it right. in depth. And, you know, barring you uh, petting the animal outside, I'm guessing you probably. <laughs> <laughs> and, and did you bring apples or something? Do you do you... my to kids asked you. me? They they wanted some apples to to feed the horse. <laughs> yeah, but yeah that, I mean, that would been good. I, my point is that those things happen, you know, and having having a professional um, inspection done right, you know, right from the start would set him up for success. Sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to go to a break. So Megan, if somebody wants to talk to you about having empire manage your property and learn a little bit more, what, what's your good contact info? Sure. So my email is my first name, Megan, M-E-G-A-N at empire industries, LLC.com. There's always my cell phone, which is 936-900-2185. Right. And uh, Cheyenne, if they want to get a hold of you at Redfish, how do they do that? 713-568-8184 or follow us on Facebook. And if you want to get a hold of us at Empire, it's empireindustriesllc.com. You can go to our Facebook page. Uh, we got a lot of free videos. I think there's some pictures of Megan on there maybe or on our website. Mm -hmm. Are you on the website, Megan? Uh, probably so. Probably so. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. Maybe one of the happy hours or something. Reluctantly. <laughs> Reluctantly. That's okay. You're still on there. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I, I do appreciate you coming on, Megan. I know you're busy. And uh, sure. I, I appreciate you talking and enlightening uh, our listeners with, with what you do and how we help our clients. Because I think it's important to understand what's expected when you do go to buy a property. So I, I do appreciate that. I want to thank mm -hmm. Geo Contractors for coming on today. Great partners. They do a great job. If you want to talk to us at Empire, you can give us a call 888-866-6727. I want to thank everyone for being on the show today, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.